Hey, today on the Debrief Podcast with Pastor Matt Brown, we're going to be talking about politics, control, and bravery, and maybe something you should watch out for if you're listening. Yeah. Listen, I, I work really hard to keep our pulpit free from politics, and so I just want to give you a warning. Mm-hmm. Look, if this is not what you want to hear, please don't listen. I, I promise you there will be something mm-hmm. that may offend you to the left or to the right, and so if you know this is something yeah. that's going to derail you and your ability to love our church, serve God, and be here, I would really encourage mm-hmm. you not to listen to this podcast. We're just talking about politics, and so I'm yep. going to mention, mention Constitution. I'm going to talk about challenges facing, you know, Democrats, Republicans, my thoughts mm-hmm. on the president, and things mm-hmm. like this. Yep. These are my opinions, and I work really hard not to make yes. our church this, yes. but I'm trying to answer your question. Yep. So you, if you know you're triggered by things mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. join us in yep. the next series next where we're not about this, because I want this to be a church for people who are Democrats or yep. people who are Republicans. I want this to be a place where lost people can come and find out maybe a reasonable perspective from a yep. Christian. Yep. And so so just know that, that I'm going to do the best I can, but by definition, mm-hmm. I'm walking on thin ice. Yes. Yep. And so just know <laughs> right. if you're a person who likes to push me under, yeah. maybe this isn't the podcast right. for you. Right. Awesome. Well, all that coming up on The Debrief. Well, welcome everyone to The Debrief. My name is Jeff, and we have Pastor Matt Brown with us. Thank you, sir. It's good uh, to be back. No, no, thank you for being here, my brother. Yeah. It's good to be back. It's yeah. uh, We haven't been meeting for a while, right. it's so cool to have you back on The Debrief. This is your show. No, oh, thank you, sir. This thank is you, your thank show. You. Thanks so much. Yeah, we're well, looking very patriotic. I'm looking like yes. I'm ready for war. It's so, going to be good. <laughs> yeah, war or exercise. Right, right. Yeah. I, I tell my wife, there's no way I could ever be in the military. I mm-hmm. would not last. I would not last. And praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's it's not my gift. It's not my ministry. Um, Pastor Matt, uh, so after this past weekend uh, and after your message, the number one thing that people probably remember most is the farting fish. And you know what I think? Jesus is telling you and he's telling me when everybody's freaking out and everybody thinks the world's coming to end because of what we do. You know what the election means in the grand scheme of things? It's like a sardine farting in the ocean. If the earth blew up, would the universe notice? This election yeah. in terms of its mm-hmm. uh, its picture of yeah. like the universe is like a sardine farting in the ocean. Okay, okay. And so so good. What what's so important to us oftentimes yeah. is so minuscule in the grand scheme right, of things. Right, and so yeah. that's what I mean. I mean the fart means something to the sardine. I don't know sure. if sardines fart, so somebody can Maybe let us know. It, it was great. I think actually someone tweeted it. It, it was a tweet, you know. I mean, yeah. It was a tweet. Mm, I wonder the if world. they do pass gas. Right. Exactly. So here's, I have a couple questions, though. So why why this series? Why are we talking about the election? Right. Uh, why were you wearing a blue tie? Yes, yes. Oh, uh, man. Thank I'm you sure for all people. that positive social media <laughs> feedback. Um, but if you can just kind of give us just like a, a brief overview of the series and what you were hoping for. Yeah. So actually, this is the only series that we planned okay. Okay. this year that we're doing. All right. Okay. So this was actually on the calendar okay. before COVID. This was pre-vid, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and this was on the calendar. And it's something that I've yeah. wanted to talk about for a long time. Okay. And 
I think we need to talk about God's movement through history. And right. so one of the tensions for Christians is, well, yeah. how would God behave? What would God do? Mm. And mm. Joshua is the only political campaign we yep. see God undertaking. Wow. So where he's moving a people, they're, they're yep. moving into a land, they're taking territory that God has given them. And so I think there's some lessons that we can learn from what God did for how right. for what we're supposed right. to do today. Right. Gotcha. And so that's why. And then the word election, seeing politics through the eyes of God, right. is that and I don't want to give away any of the future weeks of the sure, study, sure. but God is God is moving in his own direction. And so we need to see really politics in light of what is God doing. And we're going to talk about today. It's not that politics don't matter. It's just that they must be subservient yep. to yes. the movement of God. Yes, yes, and yes. so I think that's a, a, a lot of the questions of confusion. And, and I'll talk about why, you know, we sure. talked about what we did this weekend and where sure. we're going to go. Sure. But awesome. um I think this is a really, really important um, sermon series for you guys. I would encourage you to get in the first 10 chapters of Joshua, read them back and forth. There's a lot there. There's a lot to learn. I'm not going to cover it all in 10 weeks. I'm going to have to pick and choose what we're going to study. So I, I would really sit in there and say, God, teach me about how to be political yeah. in this age, because Joshua really, really handles himself quite well. And so mm -hmm. we talked about that Moses is referred to at the beginning as the servant of God. And, you know, if you look at the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Deuteron Deuteronomy ends with, and Moses died, and there never will be anyone like Moses. Yeah. Jeff, you're on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, I mean, you no, can't succeed. No, and it says because, because Moses was the yeah. servant of God. Yeah. And a lot of us call ourselves servants, but we're not. Right, and so right. Joshua is not right. called a servant until the very end, wow. until his death. He proves that he's a servant. And so we know from God's word, you know, Joshua's not perfect. Yeah, no one sure, is. Sure, sure, sure. But Joshua acted with integrity. And yeah. you'll see that as he marches forward, uh, trying to accomplish his goals on earth, but he's conscious right. of what happens in heaven. And in two weeks, I think, we're going to deal with the question of whose side is God on, or maybe that's in three weeks. And we're really going to talk about that because a lot of your questions that we've we've kicked down the road yeah. is, well, who, who should I vote for and how should I yeah, vote? And sure, sure, sure. there's actually a passage that really talks about yep, that. Yep. But this next week, we're going to talk about the yep. dangers of democracy awesome. because everybody's kind of like, we worship democracy instead of worshiping God. Mm -hmm. And we need to really look at what happens when we vote, yep. what happens to us, awesome. what happens to the people that we lose. And so this this series, I think, is, is really important. I want to encourage you guys, invite your friends, especially friends from other churches. I think this is something great that you can share with Christians and non-Christians. Christians. And even if they don't agree with everything I'm saying, I think there's going to be something in it that will bless them. And this last week, yeah. you know, I just really wanted to try to calm people down. Yeah, sure. You know, I just, I want to, I want to calm people down because a lot of people, what they think I'm going to do when I preach on something like this is I'm going to be a political rally either for Trump or for Biden. Mm. And I think any church that becomes a political rally is not accomplishing the purpose right, of God. Right. And I know that we've lost some people at Sandals that are going to some other churches sure. where it's it's a political rally. Mm -hmm. And once you've completely fallen in love right. with politics, you've lost your right. love for God yes. right. and you've lost right. your mission. Yeah. Um, as we look at, you know, so many beautiful stories we're going to look at. And, and some of you, you know, you haven't read your Bible, but there's this beautiful story when on the eve of battle as they're attacking the city of Jericho. Uh, and I'd love for you and I to go there. I've never I've never actually mm -hmm. been to Jericho. I've driven yeah. all around it. Yeah. I think we ran out of gas okay. one time right in front <laughs> right, of it. Right, sure. um, but the walls are still there. Yeah. The crumbling wow. pieces no are way. still wow. there in the city. Wow. But there's this beautiful story of, yeah. of reaching the enemy, yeah. Rahab, the mm -hmm. prostitute, mm -hmm. right, right. Um, who becomes the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. 
And it just shows you God's heart. That's Even right. it on. shows you how to love your enemy. Yes, right. And and we yes. need to remember that in this. Yeah. And so I, I think that uh, this is going to become a book yep. um, someday. Um, you know, just finished my first book, yeah. Jeff. Did I tell you? Yes, come on now. I, come on. So now. I was Look so, at God. I was so, I was God. so discouraged though. Look. I didn't realize this. Yeah. I signed with Harper Collins. Okay. Okay. And so they yeah. put it in their queue. Okay. And then and they tell me when it's going to be released. All right. So next, the fall of 2021, if we're all still here. <laughs> so you're waiting on the Lord and waiting on them. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, guys, please take a chill pill. We're all anxious. Yeah. We're all upset. And um, you, yeah. you just need to know it's an impossible time to please everyone. Yeah. It just is. Uh, I'm doing the best I can. I've, I've lost friends during this oh. process. People. And what I would say is I thought we were friends. Yeah. I've, I've lost people in my life that I considered friends, but they care more about politics than our relationship. Right, right, right. Uh, they don't seek to be heard. They just want to scream at me. And uh, and I think, you know, anytime you give in to anger, and we're going to get to this at the yeah. end, you're, you're dangerous. That's and right. uh, That's right. That's and right. you can commit some real sins yeah. in the name of what you believe yeah. is good. Yeah. So thank you, Jeff, well, for just, having me. Well, just with that, uh, so we got a lot coming up. Pastor Matt, I know you have a lot even more to say, and we can't wait to hear it. Oh, this hey, is the intro. I forgot. I got end, excited. But, but that's all right. That's right. Hey, uh, we're here with you. We're excited because this is a heavy and hot topic. Who in the world, what pastor, what pastor in the right mind would talk about all yeah. that and preach from it? Hey, man, I, told, I told you, man, I was at, I was in a group of uh, <laughs> right. about six megachurch pastors yeah, right, here right. in Southern California, and I said, hey, who's preaching on politics? Yeah. No one, yeah, well, just me. Yeah. So I was like, oh, but you know, you got to do what God's called you to do. And, Amen. Uh, you know, Amen. even if my foes are watching, That's you know, right. you count okay. as a view That's too. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> hey, their foes were watching Jesus, weren't they? Amen. Come on, they were talking. Yeah. Okay, we're going to be asking you a couple really awesome questions. Uh, a lot of you sent in your questions. You went to move.sc forward slash ask, and you can still ask away by going there. So the first question is, uh, we actually had a lot of people ask this question, and that is, if God is in control... If God is in control, why why should we still vote or be active yeah. when it comes to politics? Amen. That's a great question. And so just yeah. know that this weekend, what I was trying to do uh, in the message with no matter who's in charge, God's in control. Yeah, right. No matter what happens, God has a plan, is I was trying to calm everybody's fears. What I didn't say gotcha. is that nothing that you do matters. Uh, I didn't say that, you know, we, we don't have a say-so in how our life here on earth mm-hmm. uh goes. Mm -hmm. Voting is the way that we determine our future. Election is the way that God determines eternity. So let me say that again. Our votes determine our future. God's election determines our eternity. So no matter what happens, right, Jesus says this, even about the last times, he said they're going to be so horrendous, they're going to be so awful that it almost might lead the elect of God away. So here's what he's saying. Things are going to get so bad, you're going to think we're losing but God's elect are going to make it. So, so no matter what's happening here, yeah. uh, we know that God is moving up there, and Amen. we have to trust Amen. Him in that. And, and this is what keeps me sane, because part of the reason so many of you are anxious and upset is you're just looking at the news. You're just looking right. at what, what's happening, and the news is portraying a small, small percentage yeah. of people. That's right. And, and we need to look at that. Now, I don't like how our, our, you know, our, our, our country is handling things, um, you know, Everything is so political and it's problematic. You know, protesting is one thing, rioting is another. Mm-hmm. And we all know mm-hmm. the difference between protesting sure, sure, and, pri- sure. you know, rioting. So sure. I, I think it's great to protest, to express right, your voice. Right. If you're a Christian, rioting, you know, you're violating the Ten Commandments of stealing someone else's property, yep. destroying what they yep. have. Uh, you're you're violating, uh, violating a lot of things yep. as a Christian. Right. So here's what I want you to think about. God is in control, absolutely. So why does it matter what we do? So you, you, you played sports, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, so I played sports in college. 
college and, yeah. and not so much in high school, but when I got to college, whether we won or lost the game, we watched game film. That's right. Did you do that? That's right. Okay. So whether we won or lost, we watched game film. And what we did was, is we looked at what everybody was doing. (laughs) So here's what I want you to know. Come on. We've read the ending. God wins. That's right. But we're going to watch some film. Come on. Come on. We're going to watch some film. That's right. And God's going to look at what you did. So here's why what you do matters. Forget about the outcome. God's going to hold you accountable. What did you do with your life? What did you do? Jesus never says who wins is in dispute. Sure. It's, right. it's, it's no. never a right. thing. Even, no. even in the book of Revelation, when everybody gets their armies together, they're all dressed up, they're all pretty, God speaks and it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know my, my favorite line in uh, the 1996 movie, oh my gosh, uh, Mel Gibson, before he went crazy, paints his face blue. Oh, um, Braveheart. Braveheart. I love it when the Scottish guy says, we didn't get dressed up for nothing. (laughs) That's my favorite line. Well, guess what? The enemies of God got dressed up for nothing nothing. because he's going to speak. It's over. You're destroyed. So you are not held accountable for the outcome. You are held accountable for what you did. did. So you're going to stand before God and God's going to roll the tape. And you say, oh, pastor, well, I thought all of our sins are forgiven. Well, that's a whole nother series coming up. One point. I want to do a series called The Conversation with God that everyone will have and no one is ready for. Yeah. Because we have word. we have completely mm-hmm. uh, avoided some of the things that Jesus says over and over and over, over again over that are again. so clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what you've got out of as a Christian is the death penalty. The gift of God is eternal life. Yeah. You're still going to be held accountable for what you did. Mm-hmm. So the wages of sin is death, death, right? Eternal death, eternal judgment. You don't get that, but you are held accountable for God. So one word, why should I even care? because what you do matters. Yes. Number two, we don't know how, uh, how what, what part, um, what, we don't know exactly what we do and how it plays into what God will do. We know this, that sometimes God changes his mind when he talks with Abraham, when he talks with Moses. We know that God interacts. We know that 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, when my people humble themselves and pray, right. I will hear their, their prayer and yeah, heal, heal their, their land. land. And so, Here's what we know about God's will is it's happening up here. What we want to do is we want to encourage God to intervene yep. down here. Right. Like this is where all the chaos is, yep. right? right, right. Um, I don't know if you've ever been on an airplane where it gets really, really bumpy and the pilot says, we're going to try to fly at a higher altitude. And so he goes up to a higher altitude, he or she, and uh, it's smoother air. Yeah. Air is smooth in heaven. Right, right, it's right. real Come bumpy on. down here. And so we, we have to mm. take control of what we're Preach. doing out here and we have to be active. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing is, yep. and, I, and I don't want, I don't want to get into everything I'm going to say about, about last week, mm-hmm. but you know, so much of what you're hearing is right. Voting changes things, but we've been voting. We've been voting for over what? 200, I don't know how many years, 1776 yeah. plus 220 is 224 not, years. Not there we go. Okay. So we've been voting Yeah. and, and we've got a lot of problems. Yeah, sure. We've got a lot of problems. And so, um, we need to deal with what's happening right here. And so we need to understand that I need to be active. And I realize it's difficult. Part of the difficulty of being active is finding out what's true. That's the biggest problem, yeah. right? The left says this, yeah. the right says this. Sure. Trying to right. find Trying original, to original source is yep. just brutal. Um, and that's some of the things that we need to talk about. So so God is in control, but what you do matters. Yes. What you do matters. Yes. Like, I can't just say, well, I don't have to listen to my wife, take care of my kids, raise them to be right, because God's in control. That's a recipe for divorce and my kids going to prison. Right, right. If yeah. what you do didn't matter, the word yeah. obey would never, never be, in there. be in the Bible. That's right, that's right. Obey. That's right. 
Joshua will be told with the people of God, choose this day whom you will serve. Choose. So the Hebrew word for choosing, wait for it. Come on now, I'm going to preach. All right. Is the same word for voting. It's the same word. Because when we vote, we're choosing. Choosing. We're choosing. Um, And so we need to be active. We need to be a part. Um, And, you know, we we need to know that. So so here's what I say. I just want you to know that God is in control. And in the end, it's going to be okay. There have been periods of time in human history where things were not okay. Sure. And a lot of it's because of the leaders that we elect. Yeah, right, when sure. you look at the Bible, when Israel has a good leader, yeah. things are good. Right. When That's Israel right. elects right. bad leaders, things are horrific. Mm-hmm. Just terrible, awful, Absolutely. no good, very bad yeah. day. Yeah. And so, uh, and that has happened in the United States yeah, of America. Totally, we've had totally. great leaders and we've had terrible yeah, leaders. Sure. Um, and so we need to be active in this process. But we need to, our, if, if it's all about me and you and our voting, and, and this is part of the reason why I think so many young people today are so anxious and so upset is they think God plays no part in the equation when I would say God plays the biggest the part biggest in the part. equation. That's good. And so uh, the media does not dictate my mood. Psalms 23 does. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What is that? Fox News, CNSBC, <laughs> you know, hee-haw uh, or whatever uh, you call CNN, it, CNN, right. Yeah, right. you know, fake news, whatever. Right, right. Even right. though I walk through all of oh, that, the valley on. of the shadow of death, thou art with uh, me. Yeah. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Right. So God's word, that God's in control. Yeah. Okay, you anoint for me a table in the presence of my enemies. I mean, think about that. It's good, man. And it ends with, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. forever. So Psalms 23 says, the way I get through this is by trusting that even though, and and read David's Psalms, God, how long are you going to let these people beat me up, threaten me, terrify me, I'm surrounded, you know? And so David had to work with those things, and David still had to make a decision. So God is in control, but you will be accountable. So understand that. Even if you're saved, you're accountable. Come on. And the Bible says, judgment begins with the house of God. That's right, first. He's going to deal with us before he deals with Hitler. Me and you, we're in line first. And here's why, we knew better. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We knew better. That's right. Okay? (laughs) So, you know, when you're raised right, you need to act right. Like my mama said, I done told you, boy. Yeah. I done told you. That's good, that's good. (laughs) All right. Man, that's so good, man. Man, that, and that was just the first question. I know, Come man. It's going to be a good series. Come on now. Okay, so I think this one, uh, next one comes from Brian. And so Brian said, this week, this weekend, you said God is in control unless you are. Right. Uh, can you explain how we can be in control if God is in control? Right. I, I'm, I'm just trying to make a point that sure. your anxiety comes from you taking the wheel and you trying to control every aspect of your life. Right, right. And, and here's, here's, here's how you can have more peace and anxiety. I just can't control a lot of things. Mm. Okay, I can't. I can't control. Uh, and here's one of the things that I've had to deal with. I can't control how what I say makes people feel. Right. I can only okay. control what I say. So people respond in a way to me. They put words in my mouth or they attach meaning to what I'm saying. I can get really worked up at that. I have yeah. no control right. over your brain. Yeah. Right. Like right. I, I cannot control right. your reaction. Right. I cannot control what you see, how you act, or sure. you, how you yep. behave. And you want to go crazy? Get upset over how everybody else is behaving. I'm telling you. Get upset. What you need to do is you need to control yourself, and you need to say, "Okay, God, Please. I'm going to submit myself mm-hmm. to your control." So mm-hmm. when a little Jewish boy turns 12 years old and he mm-hmm. goes to his bar mitzvah, mm-hmm. right? He gets that really cool little hat that That's goes right. on his head. And what it symbolizes is I am now under, under. God's commandments. I'm under his control. Yeah. So one of my favorite 
verses in the scriptures, when, when you look at the verses on anxiety, it says, you know, submit yourself to his control and the peace that surpasses all understanding will yeah. bless you. Yeah. And so it, when you wake up every day, you got to say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can do, but I need you to do what you can yeah. do. So what am I in control of? I'm in control of what I watch, That's right. what I say, That's right. what I do, That's right. how I behave. That's right. God's in control of the big picture. That's right. God's moving. Um, one of my favorite Psalms, and I, I don't have it right now, and so maybe they can put it on, on there. I think, I, man, shoot, I should have looked this up. I think it's Psalms 30 or 32. I can't remember, but okay. David talks about drawing near to God as a child mm. uh, with its mother and her breast, right? Yes. You're just hungry. And, 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 and he says, let me not think about anything that's too big for me. Yeah. Let me just be with you, God, in this moment. Yeah. And there are just some things that you can't understand. And I, I shared right. that verse with one of my good friends who lost a son this year. I mean, 2020 has been a heck of a yeah, year. Tough. And, um, you know, she lost her 13-year-old son. Gosh. And I shared that verse with her, and I should know it. And I remember every time I go through the book of Psalms, that verse always just catches me. Mm. And I should have it memorized, but I'm being real right now. But yeah. it just talks about, look, there, there are just some things, guys, yep. that are too big for us to understand. Damn it. Yeah. And sometimes good people die and bad people live, and that's just the way the world yeah. works. I mean, Jesus said the Lord causes the sun to shine that's on the right. just and the unjust. the unjust. You know, he sends rain to both the good and the, the evil. evil. Yep. Your job is to not be evil. Your Amen. job is not Amen. to get mad at God as to why evil Amen. get rain. Amen. You know, um, and, and that's what happens is we, we, we have to control what we can control. And what, what what's in my control? And I, and I think a lot of our anxiety, like, let me ask you this question. Do you get mad when you drive because of how you're driving? Or do you get mad because of how other people are driving? Most of your anxiety, most of your, like if you're That's an attentive, so true, aware man. driver, it really doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. Because you're going That's to be able so to navigate true. the process and you're going to be able to get from A to B. That's so true. But when you're focused on what they're doing, you lose your mind, you jump out of the car, you get in a fight. Crazy. That, right. That's what happens. Man, I right. just watched this video, you guys. Like, I love, I love me some Instagram. And I love following videos, but it's this two Russian guys driving and they're in Moscow and this car, this Mercedes Benz cuts off this Russian guy. He pulls in front of him, stops the car, jumps on, out man. to fight. Did you see the video Are to you? fight? And he, he, he goes up, knocks on the window and he makes fists and he says, get out of the car. The window goes down and man, it's Russian special on, forces. Come on, man. And he has a gun drawn and he's got it pointed right at him. And the guy goes, oh, I'm sorry, police officer. I'm sorry. Like, cause in Russia, like we think we got abusive no, police no, here. No. Come on now, Come on. Right. the Russians, dude. Like you right. just disappeared. You right. ain't on the news. <laughs> you ain't on the news, right, Jeff? What were you doing right. in Moscow, anyways? That's on right. you. Thank like you're just gone. Right, right. Like let, let me put let me put Russia in perspective. You know the guy that ran against Putin? Did you hear what happened to him last week? Yeah. No. He got poisoned in the airport. Okay. Randomly. Like, us as America, again, we be, we navel gaze. Right. We like we oh we think we got problems. <laughs> Putin gaze. poisoned the guy that ran against him. Now he, he says hey, he has, you, you don't know it, Putin. Come on, yeah, Pastor. Right? You well, don't. Germany, right. Germany, the Chancellor of Germany just came out and said like it was a toxic poison that normally kills people, but it's crazy. They poisoned him in the airport. Goodness gracious. I mean yeah. in, in Germany. That's not coincidence. Yeah. So it was just funny. So you it can't control, funny. but it was it was hilarious how he had his new sense of control. As soon as that window came down and there's like four soldiers, in, they're all dressed in like Gestapo gear with their gun. And he's like, I'm sorry, officer. Right. It was funny, dude. Well, but so, so we can't control what everybody else does. Right, and let right. me tell you this. You're going to go insane. And I hope my wife is listening. You're going to go insane when you try to control everyone else. Right. 
I have to say, what am I, what am I going to do? What are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things, there is no such law. Am I being good, kind, loving, you know, self-controlled? Am I looking at these things? I, you know, it doesn't, it, again, it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. What are you doing? How are you living? And there's a lot less anxiety when you just focus on yourself and you say, okay, God, this is too big for me. I, I can't control this. Yeah, right. And I mean, I, if COVID's taught you anything, there's a lot of things that are outside of our control. Out of our control. And we just have, we just have to surrender that. Yeah. And I think if you don't, you're going to get angry and you're going to find yourself really quickly getting to the point where you're ready to fight. And that's my concern for our country mm. is I think mm. everyone's skin is too thin and we're overly focused on what everyone else is doing. And we're not, we're not looking at ourselves yeah. and we're not saying, okay, what's, what's happening with me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like, you know, like we've talked about BLM, Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter movement. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm all for police reform. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the no-knock stuff is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. We need to reform that, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I, I think it puts police officers in danger and people in danger. Like, I don't want anybody kicking down doors, right. coming sure. in with guns. That's right, right. I mean, it's just, right. it, is, it doesn't put, right. the officer's not in safety. You Because I'm pulling right. out sure. my gun. Like, sure. you come knock right. down my right. door, right. you know, and you say cop. I'm like, right. okay, <laughs> right. come on now. So, but, but, but yeah, here's right. the thing is, you know, like there, there's violence in our black communities that we have to talk about and sure. deal with. Yeah, and, um, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have to be able to deal with that. And so we can't just say just the cops. We have to look at ourselves and say, okay, okay, yeah. what's happening? I said ourselves. Yeah. I know I'm white. Yeah. No, Sorry. No, you, you know, and so, and so we have to look at that no, and say, good. okay, you're good. And you know, and I mean, I, I, su I support police, but, but also there are bad cops. Cops make mistakes and yeah. there are bad policies. Yeah. Yeah. There are bad policies and there's things that have been done. And so we, we have to work together and say, okay, what, what can I do in yes. this? What can, what can I, I do, do to help in this? How, how can I help? How can I be a part of this? Yes. But as long as you're focused on changing everyone else, you're going to be a very miserable person. And that's why a lot of these politically active people are very miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Because what they want to do is change you, Jeff. They don't want to change themselves. What, what's the quote? Be the change that you want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. And um, hmm. it's just it's just easy to hate others. Yeah. It just is. It, it, yeah. It's convenient, right? That, right? that somebody else is responsible for right. your failures. And the sooner that you realize that, that taking control, being obedient, making good decisions, and just owning it when you blow yeah. it and moving forward, it, right. it's really, really going to help. So God is in control. And, and what I mean by that, God's, give God the big things. And then ask God for wisdom in the little things. God, what do I do here? Mm -hmm. um, you know, like my wife and I, I don't know if you've ever had a dis disagreement with your wife. Never. Ever? No, okay, I mean, yeah. never. Yeah. So like every <laughs> 10 years, Tammy and I have a tiff. <laughs> right. It's just like a tiff. Every, you know, right. so we, we had, we had a discussion yesterday. Yeah. And I was really frustrated, and I really yeah. felt like my point wasn't being heard. Okay. And I could tell that it was going down. Sure. No. But God's called me to love my wife mm -hmm. and listen to my mm -hmm. wife, and mm -hmm. I could tell that she was emotionally tanking in our yes, conversation. Yes, yes. So now I have a, a choice to, to, right. to, to control me Come on, because right, I'm, try, I'm trying to get her right. to see something she doesn't see. Right. But now my, my trying to get her to see that is causing her yes. to tank, and this is my wife. Yeah. And so I just, had, I just had to completely take a That's step right. back and That's say, right. hey, I'm really sorry. I can yeah. tell that what I'm saying is very hurtful to you. And, and you matter more than this issue. Come on, come on, brother. You matter more than this issue. And uh, guys, wow. this is why marriages fail. This is why siblings man. don't talk to I'm each other. You. This is why best friends don't yeah. last. Because you need to look at what, what yeah. can you do and yeah. say, okay. And, and I think the Holy Spirit whispers to us when we listen. Yes. And I could hear God yes. saying, Matt, I know you have a point, 
but she's the point. Come on. Come, mm. She's the point. She's what matters. And I just, and, 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 unfor- and fortunately for us, we were able to yeah. change it, yeah. cuddle, hug, and right. figure it out yes, because exactly. sure. I can win an argument, sure. Jeff. Right. Like, right. I, I'm fairly right. competent and I'm there. good with my words, right. yeah. but I can win and lose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Come on. Uh, and, and I could just tell that what I was saying wasn't landing. And there's also a time and place, and it yeah. wasn't the time and it wasn't the place yeah. to talk about this issue. And yeah. she's more important than the issue yeah. I was bringing up. Yeah. And, and so God was speaking to me, even though I felt like I had a grievance. Right. I, I right. felt like I was not being heard. I felt like I didn't have a voice, and we, we had to work through that. Gosh, so goodness gracious. Man, control you, yourself, man. Man, you talk about politics and, and control and all that, but just right there, Pastor, if, yeah. if marriages, uh, people are listening, you probably healed about 8,000 marriages right oh, there. Amen. <laughs> I mean, well, on that point alone, brother. Yeah, amen. I mean, you but, know, look at what's happening in our country. Yes. It's hard to get along. It's it's hard. I mean, it, we're different people from different places. I mean, not just skin colors. We're raised cultures, differently. We think different everything. cultures, yeah, values. And, and, and America yep. is this giant experiment, and, yes, and there's right. no place like it anywhere no, on there's earth. there's not. And That's we have to thing. either agree with our ideals yeah. and, and admit when we fail them, yeah, right. but aspire to them or, or we're not going to make yeah, it. And right. so hmm. um, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, thank you, sir. No, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I in, avoided a big fight in the <laughs> praise God. You were here today because you avoided Dude, that fight. Come it on. was going from a discussion to a problem. Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've never. I don't yeah, know, I know. I don't know what that is. Well, you're um, funny guys. So. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, so Gloria, Gloria, yes, Gloria says, I struggle with God in control. Mm. I struggle. Thank you so much for being honest, Gloria. I struggle with God in control. Uh, in Job's life, someone had to bring up yeah. Job. Mm-hmm. In Job's life, he let Satan take control. Right. What makes now different from then? Yeah, great question, Gloria. Yeah. God, yeah. God does not let Satan take control. That's right. God limits Satan's mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. And in the end, when you read through Job, you find out that God was always in control. And so really Job, um, and so here's a couple things you need to know. You know, is Job a real person or not? He is not mentioned in Hebrews 11 of the great men of faith. Mm. He's not mentioned in that. Mm. Mm. Um, and certainly Job was a man of faith. And so is That's right. Job um, a real pers- person or is Job a story about why do, why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah, right. And so, so the point so the point of Job is that we all have to wrestle with evil that's happened in our lives that we don't deserve. Mm. You know, mm. stuff happens. Amen. Um, yeah, totally. My wife and I were talking with some, a friend of ours that lost yeah. a kid, and mm. uh, a lot of people don't know Tammy and I lost a kid. There's a, there's a big gap between uh, our middle daughter, Kennedy, and our uh, son, Ethan. Okay. And we lost our child... Uh, while I was preaching at Sandals Church Mission Viejo. Wow. So I was, I was getting ready to preach. Tammy and I don't agree on the details. I thought I was preaching. She thought it was right before. I, pre- I don't remember. Honestly, I was in shock that day. Sure, sure. And, um, you know, we were a couple months pregnant, mm-hmm. and Tammy started bleeding. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally doing God's work. Yeah, yeah. I'm right, in the right, pulpit. Right, right. I'm talking to people about Jesus. Amen. And then I'm, then I'm driving to the hospital. I'm looking at an ultrasound, and, and we've lost yeah. the heartbeat. Yeah. You know, how do you, how do you get through that? Well, Job helps us to realize that God's in control. Yeah. And and Gloria, read the ending of Job. That's right. Right. He got That's new right. family. Everything was blessed. Everything was better. Double blessed. Um, right. I mean, he, he he's just extraordinarily yeah. blessed. Yes. Why? Because God is in control. Yeah, that's right. Satan was never in control. 
God's in control of everything. And, and, and you, have to, you have to read this. And just so you know, the book of Job is poetry. Yes, it is. So we have to interpret very differently mm-hmm. than we interpret mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. things. So it's poetry. It's good. And there are things in Job, like Leviathan, the great, the great mm-hmm. beast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God, it actually says that Leviathan is God's pet. What does that mean? God's in control even of the scary things in the ocean. And, and the Jews were terrified of the ocean, yeah, yeah. right? That's why in the book of Revelation, John says there's no sea. <laughs> Thank God. Just says no they, sea. Yeah, right. we're shepherds. <laughs> right, right. We're exactly. shepherds, man. Right. We stay on the land, right? Right, right, right. I mean, they just, they, you know, yeah. it, you know, Israel never had like a navy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. I mean, they, <laughs> the, only, the only thing that came from the ocean was Goliath. The Philistines got off on boats and landed yeah. um, and, and terror, terrorized them. And so, you know, so many of their enemies came from the ocean, um, mm. you know, and, and I mean, it, that's why jo, uh, Jonah runs from God to the ocean, because he thought, oh, God's just the God of Israel. Oh, right. Wow. So he ran so on the ocean. I'd get away he, from he'd God. He'd get away from God. Yeah. He, God. Yeah. He, he, just, he'd know God could walk on water. Yeah, he, he just Ubered you a fish. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. So I think Job is, and I would really encourage you, I mean, I think Job is 39 chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, don't quote me on that. Not I sure. think it's 39. Um, maybe 40 or 41, the, the debrief will put that in there. But really the last three or four chapters are God speaking. Yeah, amen. And that's when God amen. tells Job to shut up. Amen. Mm. He says, shut up. Come on. And he says, you need to listen. And Job does, and he humbles yeah. himself. Yeah. But here's the thing, Gloria, if we're faithful to the end like Job was, Amen. There's a blessing that you can't Amen. believe. Amen. There's a reward in Amen. heaven Come that on. waits for Amen. you. Amen. And again, it's not about who sits in the White House. It's about who sits in God's house. So Jesus says, behold, right. I go and prepare a place for you. If it were not true, I would, I would have told you so. Right. For in my Father's house, King James Version here, mm-hmm. there are Some many mansions. mansions. And right. I always remind myself of this. The Bible says God took six days to create the earth that we have now. Say Jesus it. has been, pre- been preparing the new earth for 2,000 years. I think he's going to show us something. Right. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think our jaws are going mm-hmm. to drop. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see colors we've never yeah, seen. I, I, right, I think we're right. going to be able to uh, interact with nature the way that we were supposed to. Like, yeah. right, the right. animals come to Adam, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he names them. Right. right. Think about that. The grizzly bear right. came to Adam, and Adam named yeah. him. Yeah. The tiger, right? Yeah. He named him. Right. The elephants, he named him. The great white shark, he named them because he had Man. a relationship That's right. That's with, right. with nature before right. it was fallen, and he had authority. Yeah. God-given authority. authority. That's right. And, um, and, we, and we forget so that. So, so good. Uh, yeah, so I would just say that, that, that mm. we need to mm. understand that in that instance, and, and we don't know how to interpret Job. We, we just don't. And so you, you can interpret Job as a literal person, or you can interpret Job as poetry, which mm-hmm. it is, and say this is... This is a story about mm-hmm. the suffering of good people. Mm-hmm. And so how does it end? It's going to end in a blessing, not in this life, but in the next right, life. Right, right. And that's really what Job has. So the ancient people of Israel don't yet have a concept of new life, resurrection, and eternity. That's a, that's a, a thought that's forming and growing, and we don't see it in our, in, our, um, in our Protestant Bibles. We don't have First and Second Maccabees, but it's the most clear in right, the Catholic so, yeah, Bible right, Catholic. in Second Maccabees chapter 16 where the Greeks are slaughtering the Jews, right? We know a lot about the Romans because of Jesus, but before them it was Alexander the Great and all mm-hmm. of his yes, uh, right. Romans after that. And they're, they're slaughtering the Jews. You know, they had sex in the, the, the holiest of holies. They slaughtered pigs inside the temple. They did horrific things. They outlawed, outlawed circumcision. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they made the Jews do the Olympics, which a lot of people don't know. A lot of the Olympics were a big, you know, smorgasbord of pornography and mm-hmm. and sex. I mean, it it just it just was where you you know you bid on the the cutest dude that ran. I mean, it was right, yeah. it was abhorrent to yeah. Jews, and they were forced to do all of that stuff. And this woman in Maccabees, her son, seven of them won't submit, and they're each murdered. And she encourages them to remember the resurrection. Yeah, yeah. Remember the resurrection. Yeah. One of the boys they fry in a pan. Yeah, it's it's really rough, and so Job is Job is a more ancient understanding of new life. New life. So the end of Job is the new earth. It is the new life. It is the new blessing. They just don't have the language that we have yeah, sure. to describe that. They don't have the language yet of a new heaven, a new earth. Some people believe Job is actually the oldest book in our Bible. Hmm. So it predates in written form Genesis. Because Genesis is written down when Moses comes to power to tell the story of the people, why we're going back. Prior to that, it's oral traditions. It's why we have Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. You have two creation narratives. So the Jews had two stories. Right, right, right. So they put them both in there. Right. Right? They put them both in there. And, um, you know, some of you have never read that. Genesis 1 talks about creation. Then Genesis 2 talks about creation from a different angle. Um, So we need to understand that. So Job Job is... and I, I don't know because I wasn't there. Sure. It may be the oldest scriptures we have to really try to understand, um, you know, life is difficult. You know, the, yeah. the, tr- the nominee that Trump just, uh, the Catholic woman, what's her name, Barrett? Mm. They, I watched a video clip of her and talking about whether or not to adopt their children from Haiti. And, you know, she's, she's a, a devout Catholic Christian. They're charismatic Catholics. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and she told her husband because they found out they were pregnant on the eve of adopting their one of their children from yeah. Haiti, and she said, "She said life is brutal, but at least it's short, <laughs> you know." And yeah. so it's just like, look, yes, yeah, things stink here, yeah. but we know but that there's We're an coming. eternal life that will eternal. outweigh what we've suffered Amen. now. Amen. And so the Bible talks about suffering this life as, as you know, just it's momentary in compared to eternity. Yeah. And, uh, and I know COVID's felt like a long time, but let me tell you something, I'm eternity is going to feel like a long time. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. So uh, next question is from Andrew. He says, it feels like there is no hope for being in politics while following God. Man, that's good. How can I both follow God and work in politics? Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 think, you, I think we absolutely need Christians yes. um, to follow God and be in politics. And particularly, we need Christians to try to figure out a way to be in the Democratic Party. And here's why. You know, the Democratic Party just decided to take out uh, In God We Trust or, you know, God from their political platform. And that's a problem. And I know know believers that are still Democrats. And I know that's hard for you. We're Mm going to get onto that. Mm -hmm. Whose side or this side? But we we need that um, because you don't want people to assume that, well, to be a Christian, you have to be a Republican because th- then people are rejecting Jesus because of a political platform. Um, I, I, there are challenges on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, there are mm-hmm. things that I, I disagree on on both mm-hmm. sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm very passionate about that mm-hmm. um, because I think that, you know, part of America's, you know, military industrial complex is Republican. And I, I think it's it's one of the things I love about Trump is, is he hasn't gotten us into another war. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you have to understand the preceding Democrat and Republican presidents have gotten us in all these wars where our, our men, our, you know, women have gone and died, and for what? Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need to stop that. We need to figure out how to spend some more money here, not abroad. Um, you know, so those are some of my struggles with that. But abortion's a huge issue. It's a huge, huge issue. And you know, we need mm-hmm. pro 
pro-life Democrats, and they're all 30% of Democrats say that they're pro-life. We need you in there saying, hey, speaking of, hey, come on, this is a baby, this is a child. You know, we're not here to, you know, to to make women lose control of their bodies or all of the things that they say. And we're going to talk about that next week. Mm -hmm. We get into the dangers of democracy because it's fear mongering is what it is. And it, and it leads to a lack of reason. But we need believers in that process, and you need a seat at the table. And one of the things that I've learned when, I, um, when I've worked with over the past six months Governor Gavin Newsom and Donald Trump, there's a lot of people like me working with Donald Trump. There was no one like me working with Governor Newsom. Hmm. No one from my political perspective, nobody from my theological perspective. I was not like any of the religious leaders around Gavin Newsom. Hmm. And so I've made a decision. I need I need to be close to him because D- Governor Newsom is making a lot of decisions about me, us, Sandals, and he doesn't know us. He has no concept mm-hmm. of a mega church. Mm-hmm. He has no concept of a multi-site church. Mm-hmm. He really has very very little concept. Religion for Governor Newsom uh, is is very secondary, and for us it's very primary. Mm-hmm. And I'm very confident that there are enough people with my religious values at the seat with. Uh, Donald Trump, there's, I'm, I'm not aware of anyone that is my voice with our, with our governor. And so I, I think we need people to be around Governor Newsom. Yeah. And I got to tell you guys, the person that I found to be the most open is this gay senator from San Francisco. Hmm. Wow. He actually listens to us, and he's like, yeah, okay, that's a great point of view. Wow. Um, because we disagree on theology, we disagree on sexuality. But, but we agree on democracy, yeah, yeah, right. and we, we agree on representative form of government. Yeah. And so I found him much easier to work with. Mm-hmm. And then I've been on the phone with some Republican senators where I'm like, this dude needs a Xanax. <laughs> you know, this guy's just... I mean, I've actually right, said this, sure. like, we're not working with that guy. Yeah, wow. Like, he's crazy. Wow. And so you, both sides have yeah, crazies. Crazy, that's right. <laughs> uh, so let me, let me find the non-crazy sure. one to work with. Um, <laughs> you're going to be looking for a long time. I'm sorry. Should yeah, I you know... Um, and, 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 and find and find the reasonable person. Yeah. You know, um, I disagree with many things. You know yeah. that Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg decided on, but I did find her reasonable on some other things. And so, what you have to do is try to work with her or them on the areas where you have agreement, agreement. Yeah. rather than constantly, yeah. you know, That's arming not, up on man. where we're against. Because otherwise we get nothing done, and then right. we fight, right. and then people die. And yeah. it's been over 150 mm-hmm. years in our country since a lot of people died. Mm. 780,000 people died wow. in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and just so you know, most historians think that that number is grossly inaccurate on sure. the small side. Yeah, sure. On the small side. Sure. And, you know, I, I, I would encourage all of you who are so angry and so upset um, to drive to Nashville, to drive to Atlanta, to go to Gettysburg and walk those hollowed grounds yep. where, di- where where political disagreement led to the death of many. Wow. And, uh, you know, Madison and I, we went to a house a couple years ago, and, and a lot of people don't realize, but one of the last battles in the Civil War was fought in Franklin, Tennessee. Wow. And Franklin's, I think, 30, I'm not sure, it's half an hour, 45 minutes outside of um, uh, Nashville. Nashville, yeah. and it was one of the bloodiest battles. And we went to a home, a plantation home, mm. and um, it became the battlefield where the soldiers just met. Wow. So the Union was trying to get across one side, and the Confederate were trying to cut them off. Mm. And so imagine, in your front porch, now there's this battle of thousands, mm. thousands and thousands 
Um, and it's considered one of the bloodiest battles. So it started off with cannons, then it was horses, then it was guns, then it was sticks, then it was stones, and it was fists. And we go into this house, and y you walk into someone's home. There's no carpet, you know, in 1860s. Right. It's all wood floors, and the floors are stained with blood. 100 years later, 150 years later. Gosh, man, no, no. And in front of every window are pools of blood. And our historian looked at me in the face and he said, I consider this hollowed ground. Wow. Because the surgeons, the best light was at yeah, the windows. Yeah, and so yeah. they, oh, imagine wow. your, your kids' bedrooms. Yeah. Every one of your kids' bedrooms becomes an OR where they're cutting off legs and arms. They're amputating limbs to save lives. Yeah. And uh, they talked about this, you know, they couldn't identify them. Families showed up for 30 years. For 30 years, families would come to this farm to find out if their son Man. was buried. Man. And, and that's what happens when we lose civility and, and we can't talk, we can't work okay. through diplomacy. Yeah, right. uh, people don't realize that the Civil War is, is the bloodiest war that America ever fought because mm -hmm. everybody that's dying right. is America. That's right. that's right. And I think we're headed there unless we can sit down and have civil discourse. And a lot of people talk a lot of crap because you haven't seen death. Hmm. I've seen death. It's gross. It's grotesque. It's awful. Um, hmm. It's ugly. Hmm. And, and when, it be, when, when we lose civility, things think we, we can't, like I get irritated. I don't know about you, but Tammy sends me to the store. And for the first time in my life in America, I can't find things. <laughs> right? We're having to adjust in America. Right, sure. yeah. You know, okay, they don't have this, they have this. Yeah, they don't have yeah. this fruit, can I right, get this? Right. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've been to the grocery store to get vegetables and every single thing is empty. And they said, because of COVID, we don't have it. Yeah. We, don't, we just don't have it. Yeah. So when war happens, man, um, hmm. you know, horrific things happen. Yeah. And we're not talking about one life or two lives. We're talking about thousands of lives. And, um, and I don't want to lose my son for that. No, so we need no. to main dis maintain discourse, and we need people who love Jesus, who are Democrats, who can say, hey, bro, yeah. like, my mom and dad love America, yeah. but, but they believe abortion is wrong. Yeah, right. And you need to know that. Sure, sure. And, and yeah. there needs to be Democrats who can say that to their party. Um, and then there needs to be, you know, Republicans. And just so you guys know, I, you know, I mean, I have friends who sit with Donald Trump who say, you're belligerent. That's awful. That's nasty. You know, don't talk like that. Right, yeah. um, I, I know from my angles that those conversations are happening. It doesn't seem to work. Hmm. But, you know, I mean, sure. he, he is who he is uh, in terms of, you know, his um, the way that he speaks and yeah. the way that he tears down sure, people, sure. which I think is inappropriate. Right. But, you know, he needs counsel to say, you know, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into my sermon. You guys, are, and then you're not going to listen. Uh, we don't, don't yeah, want to yeah, we don't wanna jump ahead. On, we, yeah, come on. Yeah. Thank you for the taste, though. So, you're, yeah, let me give you a little taste. What you have to learn to do is attack policy, not people. It's one of the things that I disagree the most with our president on is he attacks people. Uh, he attacks their personhood, the way they look. That, that's disgusting yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so, uh, and it does, it happens on the other side, too. So um, I just think that the president mm. is a unique role, yeah. and, mm. and, and you got to be really careful of how you demean people when you speak to them. And a lot of you, I watch you on Instagram, you laugh and you think it's funny. It's I, I think horrible. It's, it's horrible. Horrible. So, and, and it's on yeah. both sides, and it's acceptable. That's right. It's, on yeah. it's right. acceptable right. on both sides. Right. And, um, 
you know, I, I'm not going to engage in that. I'm just not. Yeah, because I don't, think, I don't think it's helpful no. for me to tease you or make fun of you. Uh, to make fun of the way you look, to right, make yeah. fun of you know what you yeah. think, or right, sure. like if you if you if you stutter or right, whatever. Yeah. Like I, I speak publicly all the time. At some point, mm-hmm. I'm going to forget what I'm saying. I'm going right. to say the wrong thing. By the way, I said something wrong in the sermon. Hmm. Joshua is not the first person to have his name changed. Okay, because we know Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Oh, right. Joshua right, right, is right, right, the first right, 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 right. person whose name is changed and includes the personal name of God. So I said it wrong. Okay. So. His name goes from Hosea, deliverer, to Yahshua, the Lord delivers, which I think is poignant. Joshua, you are not going to save your people. God is. God is going to do it. So I misspoke. Does that mean I'm an idiot? Does that mean I'm a moron? Does that mean Sandals Church is a cult, right? Everybody just type. (laughs) It means I misspoke. It happens. And the more you talk, the more it's going to happen. And everybody's... You know, it drives me crazy. Yeah, uh, it does. Uh, when Senator, Senator Ted Cruz was running for president, he had a booger fall out of his nose and land on his lip. Come on. And they, they zoom in and he, he does this. And people are laughing at that. I'm like, dude, that's me. Yeah, right. Like, right. I, Has I that mean, never come happened on, to you? Right. Stop it. You know? Oh, my gosh, that person farted while they were on TV. Well, how long has he been sitting there? (laughs) Come on. You know, I mean, we live in an age where you want me to follow you around and record every sound your body makes? Uh, Come on. (laughs) And, And we all think it's funny. And it really takes away from the seriousness of what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It doesn't matter whether Ted Cruz had a booger in his nose and it, nope. and it went on his lip. What matters is what is he saying. Yes. And so we dismiss people, so many people, based upon whether or not we, we, we like them. Come on. Man. I've met a lot of great leaders. I don't always like them. Yeah, right. But we need great leaders. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. Man. All right, man, this will preach. Well, well, first of all, I can't wait until, until this weekend. It's going to be good. Uh, so Brooke actually asked the next question and she says in your most recent sermon you mentioned how Joshua how Joshua is reminded multiple times to be brave and courageous following God's word can you please elaborate on what that means to you and ways we can be strong and courageous right now well I think that you know hopefully I've been an example of that I've mm-hmm. done the best I can to uh, submit to the governing authorities yes and, and, and I've, tr- I've tried to play their game. I, I've really tried. Um, I think that at first we were told flatten the curve. We, we were told some numbers. Those things have not turned out to be true. I'm not saying that COVID isn't real. Right. I'm not saying right, that. Right. I'm just saying our lives have been completely disrupted by something that looks as lethal as the flu. And we, we, we've, set a de- we've set a dangerous precedent. We've, so the First Amendment gives you the right to peacefully assemble. And the First Amendment gives you the right to worship. Okay. So we've allowed protests, but we haven't allowed preaching. And I think that's a wow. problem. Wow. And, and, and I, was, I was not allowed to speak to the governor. I, he never met with me. He never mm-hmm. talked with me. His people, they ignored me. I represent one of the largest religious groups mm-hmm. in our state. Mm-hmm. I think that's abhorrent. Um, I think that there are things that he could have done. So I have to have bravery, but not lead my people into danger, yes, not right, lead my right, people right, into right. To getting sick. So I have to care about, right, the commandment to gather, I, we, I believe that we have a constitutional right to gather. Yeah. Um, and so I've, tr- I've tried to manage that without losing my mind, without going crazy, sure, without sure. seeming partisan, sure. without attacking the governor personally. Right, right. I mean, you guys saw my video. I right. didn't attack him. No. I, I, I literally said, hey, let's sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he didn't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a Zoom meeting with him, but I wasn't allowed to talk. Uh, I think I was one of 50 people. Right. Um, hmm. You know, so that's as close as I ever got. Mm. So I think that we have to have courage. Um, I think that you're going to have to have some courage. Like, like, am I lonely? Am I, am I depressed? 
Hmm. You know, do I need to be with Christians and be with worship? Some of you haven't come back to church yet because you're afraid. So how long, I mean, how, how long are you going to stay huddled up? Now, if you have a health condition, you have hypertension, sure. you're obese, sure. Um, sure. you know, you're over the age of 70 or 75, right. Right. your family seems health to concern. not right. deal well sure. with this. Okay, I understand right. that. Sure. Sure. But if you're young, healthy, you know, what are, what are you doing? We, we need to be able to do this. The church has had to meet through plagues for 2,000 years until now. This is the first time ever the church hasn't met because of a plague. And so God's gotten us through this and a lot worse plagues than this. Matter of fact, the church grew the most That's during right. some of the ugliest right. plagues in That's Roman history. That's very true. Because yeah. Christians went out and cared for people That's and right. cared for the babies that were left and cared for sick people who were left to die. And so we're That's all right. huddled That's in true. our homes afraid. Hmm. And... Um, I mean, our immune systems, we need, to, we need to interact with sick people. We need to interact with bacteria and viruses. These are the things that make us stronger, and we're not exposed to these things. We become weaker, and we're more susceptible to the flu. And that's one of the real reasons they're not telling you guys that they're so worried about the flu this year, because we've all been huddled. We're all been huddled. I mean, what does your kid do, right? Takes their turd, they eat right, it. Yeah, sure, you know, right. they put their hand in this. I remember yeah, one time, right. my daughter, we, I, was, I was using the urinal, and I look over, and she grabs the oh, little man. pink thing. Stop. You know, because it's bright Don't pink, she grass. she's going to put it in no. her mouth. She's going <laughs> to put on, the man. urinal biscuit in her mouth because it looked like gum. Oh, my word. You know, and you're like, bah! you know, and all these all these parents running around, you know, putting uh, sanitizer on their right. kids hands. You're actually hurting them right, because right. their immune system right. needs these things to be strong. Right. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of sick kids are the kids that are isolated. Mm -hmm. you, you need mm -hmm. you need to be out with people mm -hmm. because your immune system is an amazing thing. Now, I'm not saying that everybody, I can always feel right, the clicking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying COVID isn't real. I'm not saying that you should be unreasonably safe. Right. You know, uh, Jeff and I aren't going to greet each other with a holy kiss. No, I mean, no, that's what the Bible says. No, We're not no, going to do no. it. I'm not going to yell right, in your face. You're not going to yell in mine. <laughs> We're not going to do those things, but we have to be, we have to yeah. be brave. Yeah. Um, you know, you can go out. And I think we live in an environment of fear. And, yeah, and, and yeah. again, instead of telling people to be safe, stay safe. We need to say, stay brave, be brave. Come on, that's right. That's have right. courage. That's right. Have courage. Because if God would have told three times Joseph to stay safe, they would have never, never crossed the Jordan. Never, never. Right? Yeah. Because the city of Jericho is a walled city, yeah. and they got warriors. And Jericho's got a bunch of farmers. Yeah. They've been in the desert. They don't, they don't know how to do anything. Mm. That's why God had them sing to win, right? right? I mean, they don't I'm know how to fight. You, but you got to trust God. You've got to learn Amen. to be brave. And Amen. so many of us are so frightened. And part of that's the media. The media right. is scaring you that's to death. Media, yeah. uh, I meant what I said. I, I'm just not going to watch the news until, you know, Halloween. We should all have Halloween parties where we just watch <laughs> the news as they tell us, you know, how we could die again. It's like, thank oh you. My gosh. I mean, it's the reason we all need Xanax and we're all terrified. Right, right, right. Um, you you, you got <laughs> to get much. over it. Um, I mean, people are going to die, and they die yeah. on a regular basis. So I think we need to be brave. And you need to ask yourself, where am I running from what God's asking me to yeah. do? Yeah. Like, for example, during, you know, uh, I think the 15-day quarantine where we were all completely shut down, we had a, a woman in our church dying of stage 4 cancer. Yeah, man. I man. went and ministered to her. What, is she going to die? Like, yeah. Right, yeah. She, she, she did die. Yeah. And I wanted to pray with her before she died. Yeah. Um, because I got to do what God's called me to do. Amen. One of the things God's called me to do is to minister to the sick Amen. Amen. and care for the sick. There's, there's a biblical mandate. Yeah. And so I had to violate what, what the United States said because I have a biblical mandate that Come says on. when somebody's Come sick on. and they call me, Come on. I got to go. Yeah. And 
You know, I, I think as Christians, we need to do the very best we can to live according to the laws of the land, unless the laws of the land tell us we can't worship. Then we have a real problem. Yeah. We have a real dilemma um, with, what, with what do we do. And we have to make sure, um, you know, and this again is why we need to be, be politically active. A lot of young people today think the Constitution needs to be abolished. I don't agree with that. I think the Constitution needs to be adhered to. And the reason we had slavery, the reason we had so many problems is we didn't go with what the Constitution said. We, and let's step back. Why was the Constitution broken? Because they didn't go with the Declaration of Independence that said all men are created equal, mm -hmm. right? If they would have started there, we wouldn't right, have had right, you right. Know, slaves being you know, worth two-thirds count. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have had that. So we need to look at our documents and adhere to them mm -hmm. and hold on to them. I mean, part of the reason why I think there's a judicial case for abortion being wrong is the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment gave rights to slaves who had no voice. Yeah. You shall not abridge someone's life. You, you cannot take away their life. You cannot take away their liberty. Mm. You cannot take away their voice. What do we do with the unborn? All of those things. Mm. People have rights. Even, even people who did not have rights have rights mm. in America. That's what the 14th mm. Amendment states. It's a powerful mm. amendment, mm. and we need those. Um, you know, it's why I don't want the Second Amendment taken away. Because I think the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, is there in case we get rid of the First Amendment, right? I think Dave Chappelle said that. Uh, he said the Second Amendment is there just in case the first one didn't work. So, uh, you know, I don't agree with a lot of what Dave Chappelle says, but that was funny and good. And so what I want us to start doing is, is not saying let's throw out our history. Let, let's yeah. learn from our history and let's move forward and yeah, treat people fairly Amen. and equally under Amen. the law. Amen. And I think as Christians, we need to get behind that. Um, you know, and I mean, I got lots of opinions, you know, uh, hmm. back to, you know, how can Christians get involved? You know, a lot of people throw in my face, well, there's separation of church and state. That is not in the Constitution. Most Americans don't know that, that the separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. It comes up from a Supreme Court decision in 1947, hmm. where they quote Thomas Jefferson from some of his personal letters as they're debating what should or what should, should not be in the Constitution. So, you know, as Christians... Uh, we should be active and involved, and we should exercise our conscience, right, and right. you should vote based upon your morals. Right. Anybody who tells you to check your morals at the voting booth, don't ever listen to them. Don't ever listen to them. That's right. Because if you don't vote your moral conscience, God will deal with you. Come on. He will deal Please with you, and you that, need brother. to do Come that. On. And so we That's need to so make good. sure that, that we're dealing with that. And so, so what, what, what the Constitution says is that the government shall not establish an official religion. That's so good. like in England, they have an official religion. In Germany, they have an official, you know, it's Lutheran. So in, in England, it's, it's not Anglican, that's the American version. It's yeah. the Church of England. Church of England. In Italy, it's the Vatican, it's yeah. Rome. And so, so much of the fighting that occurred was between those authorities trying to have power over one another. Right, right. In America, we have the right to exercise our religion. Mm -hmm. and, and that's important. And we yeah. have had that right denied because of some information now that I think that we have that says it wasn't warranted. At first, I, I'm all for it. We didn't know. It's new. It was scary. I think we need to, you know, we should have listened. But then as the information and the data come in, you know, something that's, what, 99, I don't know, what it, it's like 99 point something something percent mm -hmm. not lethal, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, and it right. does kill people. I mean, uh, I've had friends of mine whose parents died, yeah. and that's terrible and tragic and awful. But people die all the time. Man, wow. And so we have to be very, very careful that we don't lose our rights to practice our religion because it's guaranteed in the First Amendment and it's first for a reason. Um, and uh, cool. so, wow, I was that's preaching. Good. Sorry. That's no, good. That's good. It's good. Pastor Matt, what 
can we be looking forward to for the next couple of weeks on the debrief? Yeah, we're going to we're going to continue to talk about all this stuff. And and, and again, um, people quote the Bible to me all the time who haven't read the Bible. I've read the Constitution, <laughs> just so you guys know, uh, twice in the last two weeks. It's not a super long document. No, it's just not. It's way shorter than the Bible. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, people say that that's unconstitutional mm -hmm. or um, and a lot of people say, you know, I had somebody tell me, well, Trump's, you know, trampling on the Constitution. Well, I don't think so. You may not like what he's doing. Uh, the president has a lot of authority. He has one third of the government's authority. So, right, Congress and the Senate, right. that's one third. The judicial branch judicial. is a third. And one dude is a third. So in our setup, wow. he has a lot of authority. Yep. And the courts have to decide what's constitutional yep. and not constitutional. So we got to be really careful about that. And, um, you know, just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's unconstitutional. Right, right, right sure. Um, you know, just like non-believers think that some of the ways that I live are ridiculous, but I live that way because they're biblical. Right, right. So I go, I go according to a different law. As a Christian, I try to live in a constitutional manner because I'm blessed to live here. So we're going to try to work these things out. And here's what I'd just say. If I've said something that's, that's irritated you one way or the other, you're probably too left or you're too right. And, and go back it's to true. what God told Joshua. Don't deviate to the left or to the right. And that's what many of you have done. That's right. You, you are more into politics than you are into God. Mm -hmm. You are more into mm -hmm. the Constitution than mm -hmm. you are his word. And we have a different set of laws. We just do. And we have to do things very differently. So whenever we can, as far as it depends upon you, the Apostle Paul says, be at peace with all men. Them. He wrote that to a church in Rome who was suffering under a guy by the name of Nero. Yeah. Come on, who man, is setting like, believers on, on fire, fire, feeding women and children to lions. As a party trick. Right? Yeah, as a party <laughs> trick right. because it was entertaining. Right. Paul said, as far as it depends upon you, be at peace with all men. Yeah. Okay? And so you need to yeah, do that. Good. And good. whether you're a black man or a white man, mm -hmm. right, as far as it depends upon you, you need to be at peace with all men. If you're a white woman or a black woman or you're Hispanic or you're Asian or, or you're whatever, right. you have to, if you call yourself a Christian, I can't tell you whether or not you're right, a Christian sure. or not, but if yeah, you sure. call yourself a Christian, mm -hmm. you need to try to submit That's to right. God's word. And here's the thing, Jeff. Yes. People don't submit to what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And and let Come me just on. explain Come to on. you. Right. Ignorance is not a get-out-of-jail-free card on nope, Judgment Day. Not. Well, I didn't know. God told you, right? What did he tell Joshua? Meditate on it day and night. Right. Study it continually so that you will be successful in everything yeah. you do, yeah. both in this life and the, and next. the next. And you need to remember that. And, you know, I read God's Word every day. I learn something new every, every day. day. I'm constantly surprised. Sometimes it's, I just forgot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I missed it. Sometimes I'm at a different place in my life where I go, oh... And the biggest change for me occurred probably in my mid-30s. When I first studied the Bible, I studied it to teach others. Okay. Then I realized I need to study yeah. it to teach myself. You are not a benefit to others unless you've, Amen. That's right. you've allowed the Bible yeah. to teach you. Yeah. And, you know, I think that a lot of times we want information so we can have an opinion. <laughs> and, and, and biblically, we need information so, so we can be obedient. Amen. And, and again, back to, I can't remember her question on Job. That's really what happens the last couple of chapters in Job where God just says, who do you think you are, dude? Yeah, yeah. Like, I spoke you into yeah, existence. Yeah, right. And I, I've got a plan, and it's going to be okay. Right. And we need to trust that's that. That's good. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for hanging out on the debrief. Thank you so much, Pastor Matt.
Uh, hopefully you, uh, hopefully you laughed. Maybe you cried. Maybe you came to Jesus. Yeah. Hopefully we haven't shrunk our congregation. Right, exactly. No, no, we don't want to do <laughs> exponentially. that exponentially. Uh, we are still going to be taking your questions, so you can do that by going to move.se/ask, and you can ask Pastor Matt. We'd love for you to ask their questions. Um, but also remember, guys, share this. Share this debrief podcast with a friend, uh, a fan, or maybe even a foe. Um, yeah. And also be sure to check out our weekly weekend services. Um, you can find that on our sandalschurch.tv. You can also find that on our Sandals Church uh, channel on YouTube, and you can find it on Facebook. But until then, we'll see you next time right here on The Debrief. Uh-huh.